Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of The Word Affairs. So I hope you all had a great week. I hope you've all had a relaxing week. I hope you all listened to last week's episode as well because I did release one um, which is something I'm a little bit happy about considering that we took a little bit of a um, break I would say. But um, we're back with another episode, which is great. I just had to move around on my chair. So if you heard that, that was that noise. Um, I, on the other hand, had an absolutely fantastic week. Allah Barak, like, mashallah, it was flipping amazing. Um, I went to London for the first time ever in my whole 23 years of living, which is absolutely insane because I was born and bred in the UK and I had just never really gone to London the way I did this week um so woo it was fantastic literally I'm I'm not joking and I'm not saying this like in any way to I don't know exaggerate the situation but when I tell you London is like a whole other different country that's how it literally felt to me um and it was literally like a mini staycation in in a way um and honestly it felt like I've just come back from holiday I'm literally currently sitting here with post-holiday depression um it's horrible it's been sitting in and yeah like I've got a hole in my heart um because I also went and saw my friend one of my very very closest friends shout out to Yasmin um who literally like toured me around London um and like it was just so bloody amazing may Allah bless her because honestly she did not have to and she did and yeah we just had such a great time um but yeah London is just insane even my dad was saying the same thing like when he went and he was like you know London is just different it's, it's just not like Manchester at all um and so yeah I mean we definitely experienced that when we were there um and yeah just basically long story cut short guys it was just absolutely fantastic I think that going to places like this and just basically traveling a lot because even you know the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam actually advised us to uh, travel and it just allows you to experience new things more opportunities meet new people see different ways of life and I loved it like I'm telling you it's just crazy London is that type of place right if you're not from the UK you won't know if you've not visited London because now I can actually say that I've visited London (laughs) um but London is that type of place where it's just massive it is absolutely massive like at one point we were on one side like East London um and obviously like I'm probably got my bearings wrong but like (laughs) East London we were there and we were like you know staying in East London type of area um and like I remember like from where we were staying to then go to a restaurant we went for like some fine dining which was lovely and that was like in Hackney and that was like a 40 minute drive per se like yeah 40 minutes and it genuinely I was literally saying like well you know if this was in Manchester 40 minutes drive out of Manchester takes you entirely out of Manchester and you're like somewhere else you're probably in greater Manchester or you can even just head out to a different place but like in London you could drive 40 minutes or an hour and you could be on the other side of London but you're still in London and that's just so crazy to me because that just shows you how big it is like no wonder that's the capital of this country 
but you know what it was just such a beautiful experience like every single day was different the areas that I saw were so different and you know you had like some really high level high class society type of areas and you know we spent some time there and some really beautiful exquisite bakeries and cafes oh my god do not get me started on this so me and Yaz we went to this beautiful beautiful cafe like it had been on my list for about a year now I had seen it somewhere on TikTok and I literally was like, wow, I want to go here. So the cafe is called Italian Bear Chocolate. If anybody has ever heard of it or has been there, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it's just honestly the best experience ever. So bearing in mind that this cafe does everything like to do croissants to do you know pan chocolat they do cafe uh, cafes they do coffee they do i don't even know if they do tea i feel like it's just a bit absurd to do tea in a cafe but i don't know um they do paninis pasta all of it like i was so surprised to see pasta on the menu and i would have normally got it but it was like that weird time where it just didn't feel like pasta time and you know we were gonna go home and we weren't exactly full full but we weren't exactly like peckish either um and yeah so they also do hot chocolate and that is essentially what they specialize in they specialize in their hot chocolate now i am not a hot chocolate person anybody who knows me they'll know i just don't do hot chocolate i just no like it just doesn't make sense to me right as in the fact that it's very powdery or you know even if you make it in milk then i think it's too milky like i always think even though it's hot chocolate it's just fake chocolate it, it like powdery chocolate it just just doesn't taste the same right so anyways this place actually specialized in hot chocolate made with real chocolate and so we sat down and bearing in mind like we've been planning this for about a year and um not even like a year like as in to be fair I had seen this place a year ago and then we were trying to plan like you know to come down to London etc and when I tell you guys it did not disappoint now let me just go a little bit on about it because I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this that are probably really like cafes and stuff this cafe literally felt like it was something out of I don't know where like out of Europe or like it just the whole vibe was unreal so it was like literally in like central london and um when we got there so uh, luckily like we uh were in the car and then we drove up and stuff and literally opposite the uh cafe there's this big pub and like even like in london the pubs just don't look like pubs in manchester they they literally look so high end and like very nice like especially in like central london essentially and it was absolutely brimming full of people when i tell you guys like people were spilling out onto the road like and I'm not talking about the pavement, I'm talking the road, right, so there were people literally like stood around like, and I thought they were waiting to go in, and Yaz was like, no, like, that it's full inside, which is why they're all like, hanging about outside the pub, like, they were just finished work, people were in suits, women were in formal dresses, etc, and they'd gone there for a drink or something, and yeah, like, they were just chilling and just hanging around and just chatting and, you know, having a good time, and when I tell you guys, like, I, I know like I posted it in my story so I don't know if you guys had seen but like in the back you could see just so many people and I remember my brother was like who are all those people in the back like what's happening and I was like oh that's just like them like in the in the afternoon after work like that's how they basically relax and stuff and socialize um so then obviously like you've got the cafe and it's just so beautiful like they've got like the little kind of like thatched roof type of thing and then you go in and honestly guys like everything's wooden and cute little dainty tables and low like dim lighting and a beautiful like little kitchen kind of area and then like as we were sat there we'd ordered and then like it was getting a bit dark so they'd brought out the candles and oh my 
god they had like tea light candles guys so we literally had a candle lit cafe experience it was gorgeous and then like this is the funny thing so like obviously we're not big hot chocolate people i'm not and yaz isn't either and um Yasmin was like oh okay like you know let's have a look at the menu type of thing so we had a look and I was like look that's the hot chocolate like that's what they specialize let's get that and so you can get milk glandular or um dark glandular is like hazelnutty and so we were like oh it's like what's glandular because guys like you can tell we're not hot chocolate people so the lady's like how about I just bring out some chocolate for you guys to taste so we did a bit of like chocolate tasting and it was like whoa okay glandular is nice but it's definitely not our thing like it's not you think oh hazelnut right okay like nutella right and we were expecting it to taste like nutella and it really wasn't like this was the real deal guys like you could tell like they have genuinely like made this themselves they've not poured nutella in you know when you go to dessert places and like you get Ferrero Russian milkshake or Nutella this Nutella that and it's like yeah it's a dessert but you've literally just taken out the Ferrero Russian you've taken out the Nutella and you just added it in there like you know you could do that at home like this I'm telling you you could not make this at home and it was so like nutty and like a bit bitter and it was just so beautiful but it wasn't our thing and then we got to the dark chocolate oh my god to this day guys I dream about this chocolate because me and her funnily enough we are very very crazily similar and we were like oh my god dark chocolate it is so we got dark chocolate hot chocolate version basically and she was like do you want a triple chocolate we were like yes please like i literally seen this and essentially what it was was when the cup came around it what they had done was so inside was the hot chocolate now you think okay they make it with real chocolate it's very very like overpowering as if i'm sat here giving you guys a lesson on hot chocolate because i literally like what do i know but you'd think it was very overpowering or very sweet and very thick it wasn't anything like that it was literally like a very like it was like a it was just hot chocolate it was diluted but like it was made like i just can't explain it to you um and around the cup they had basically coated the cup with actual melted chocolate so that was your sweet you know thick st- substance essentially and like so we were like eating it off that and then mixing it into the hot cho- oh just oh my god can you tell guys i'm obsessed with it and yeah so we got chocolate cake we got a panini they even gave us cardamom powder to like add and sprinkle on top it's just the best thing and like you know when you go to a place right and you i don't know americans are very big tippers right so you guys tip a lot and stuff and you know when you go to a place and you genuinely are like absolutely in love with the way that they they treated you i'm telling you we have never been treated that way like like they would just absolutely amazing people these people were so lovely the woman she was like is this your first time we were like yeah so she literally was just so amazing she was like have you tried it with cardamom like i'll bring over cardamom powder for you guys and if you don't like it you don't have to like just sprinkle a bit of top and you know see what it's like and i was so annoyed i didn't have any cash on me because i really wanted to tip her she was just such an incredible human being um but yeah like they were all just lovely anyways if you're ever in london please do go down to italian bear chocolate and see what it's like we adored it and loved every single minute of it and we were literally like we would do it again like i could easily just hop into the car drive four hours down to london and i would just happily sit there in that cafe i will never forget that experience it was just gorgeous right anyways um <laughs> i just feel like i was sat here chewed your ear off about hot chocolate but just guys just go italian bear chocolate okay (laughs) um it's just fantastic um so anyways i wanted to sit down and talk to you guys a bit about the concept of consumption and possessions now that sounds so flipping like formal and everything like that but hear me out it comes from somewhere okay so um (laughs) this essentially goes back to 
uh, my time in London. <laughs> um, but hear me out, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? So um, basically, one of the things that I wanted to defo do was go to the museums and galleries. We didn't unfortunately get a chance to go to the British Museum. However, we went to the Whitechapel Art Gallery and it was very like... Um, out of the blue type of thing we saw him like oh should we go there type of thing and i'm really happy we did they had an exhibition on called life through art i'm going to double check that but it was called life through art and essentially what it was about was migration into east end london throughout the years and how art can represent that and the different kind of cultures and the different type of migration stories um that have been represented through east london when I tell you guys, I love going to galleries, I love going to museums, I love learning about history, all of it. And so far, I would genuinely say this was the best exhibition I have been to. The other one that came very, very close was the South Asian Heritage one, I think. And that was actually in my local area um, at the local gallery. And it was just something that we were passing by, but I loved that one as well. That was actually really good. It was on a smaller scale, but there were real stories and real documentation and real like things that you can resonate to as a South Asian. Now with this one, it was just something else, okay? Because I was just not ready for what it was about. I was expecting some sort of like, I don't know, paintings and, you know, I don't know, something like that and like some sort of placards. And yes, they did have paintings and they had placards and stuff. However, the way that it touches you is unreal because there is one thing there that, and a few things there actually that I looked at and I was like, wow, this is so true or wow this is something that we can resonate and relate to and it's very um it hits home because you've grown up seeing that stuff you've grown up experiencing that stuff throughout the generations and I just wish at that time because when I was at the gallery my parents went with me but I wish I could have taken them to that exhibition and however I took like loads of pictures and videos and stuff like that when I tell you guys this exhibition hit it on the spot and it was not just about south asians it was about every type of like people who have migrated it was about the british people that lived there it was about the children who had grown up in east um and london it grew it was about um like jews example for example uh, migration from in germany um and that was a beautiful exhibition that i'll talk about um but every single piece in that in that um essentially in that exhibition was just just gorgeous on another level um but there was one thing that kind of stood out to me more than anything else and it was because obviously it was something that we could relate very much to as south asians as pakistanis especially and it's so crazy because when i looked at it immediately without even checking which um artists was which um what was the kind of like uh notion behind it without even checking that i literally stood there and i literally froze i was like oh my god it felt like a thousand memories were running through my head of what things i had seen when i was younger and stories that i'd heard from my family and and kind of like stereotypes i had seen of south asians of pakistanis for example is particularly um and and i just stood there and i just thought this here is our roots and this here is our culture and this here is our history and no one can take that away from us but at the same time it had such like a melancholic kind of like nostalgia to it and it had such like a um kind of like I felt sad for my ancestors I felt sad for my grandparents I felt sad for my parents I felt so sad for um 
the first generations of my family that had came into England because that basically represented it. So I'll go into detail about what it is and I'll tell you how it relates to consumption and possessions and how we can basically take a note away from that as well. So um, essentially this one particular piece was done by Osman Yusuf Zada and he is an artist and a fashion person that's what i would say um and he this piece was called an immigrant's room of her own and it was made in 2018 so it was like installed in 2018 but obviously this particular exhibition was in 2023 um and the this artist essentially i did a bit of research on him because i was just being a bit nosy you know me and he was actually born to immigrant parents in um birmingham both of them couldn't speak english um they were very much like into uh stuff themselves so for example his mom she was someone who created like afghan dresses and stuff like that i think um and yeah he he went on to get a fabulous education um he's actually quite like well known with cambridge university as well and um he has had quite a few exhibitions i think he's even had a short film um which i do kind of want to watch because i looked that up and i was like oh that's interesting so i might check that out but anyways what this piece was right was you go in and and it was literally a room that's what it was it was a room now the carpet was like the typical kind of like dark carpet you would see in a pakistani household at that time um and there was a bed there's a very small single bed with like some sort of like flowery kind of like um duvet and there was a dresser and then in between all of that there were like objects that were wrapped in plastic bin bags on the floor so for example there was like you know what you could make out like a pot that was wrapped up in uh, in like a bin bag black bin bag there was another box in black bin bags and it was all like kind of like just sitting on the floor and it was arranged like that right and then um they had like you guys will know if you're south asian you just know what this is do you know like those very 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 big kind of like pots that you could buy from like pakistan um or back home essentially and it was like silver gray like silver metal kind of like big like literally the only way i can think of is dongis like literally like, it's like a big like a big cauldron like a big pot right where you'd make a big amount of food for like 20 people or 10 people even um and you know when like when they're stacked on top of each other and you buy it as a set so um that was sitting there as well which was still cling filmed and wrapped up and um they had these big kind of like jiffy bags um so if you saw them you know exactly what i mean but those type of big big bags which are like kind of like a cross crisscrossed um kind of like a plastic crisscross kind of like material at the front and they're so big rectangular and then like people would put lots of stuff in them and typically where we would see that type of stuff is if we're packing stuff away to take to pakistan or um that's one of the ways that people would store their stuff in those bags and those objects that were on the floor by the way that were wrapped in bin bags we can't see what they are but you could kind of make out their um outline but obviously you can't see because they're in black bin bags and there was also like a big long type of like rectangle thing and um, it looked like some sort of appliance or something but that was again wrapped up in black kind of like cling film and that was the room that was the room and um what it was was i looked at it and literally i was like damn this speaks volume now obviously i'm describing it to you guys you won't know until you see it for yourself and maybe i could essentially post it on my instagram so you could get a feel for what i mean but like it speaks so much because 
it's all about possessions now when i looked at it i literally hit home because what it was was you go in and it's literally an every empty barren room but like all of these things that mean something to this family they wrapped up so carefully and so precisely and i said to yasmin like for example we were stood there and i said that i go this is literally what we grew up doing like our parents group doing this our grandparents group doing this wherever they'd buy something they would take absolute extreme care of it and say for example if you need to store it away like in the lofts or in attics or you're going to send it back home you would wrap it in so many layers and like particularly in black bin bags because that's the strongest and you can just seal it and you can wrap another one on top and you can tape it um, and you're never going to get any dust inside it you're not gonna ruin it um it's gonna be protected do you know what i mean and that's essentially what we did and then those big big like cauldrons those big pots we'd buy because if you think about it our families are those type of families that are very very big and not just that but those were like the strong type of uh materials that we would use and we would honestly cherish those pots like that type of stuff like uh, for example when women would get married in the family you know for every woman she'd get something like that passed down to her in her diary or something because you know she would need it for her later 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 life i was gonna say future and then later but then it mixed up um later life and it just represented this concept of keeping things preserved and protected and that's how i viewed it so what i will do is i'll talk to you guys and i'll read out to you what essentially was the message behind it and it basically um also when you go into the exhibition you get like a little pamphlet and it talks about it um, and yusuzada evokes his family's pakistani immigrant experience by recreating his mother's bedroom one theme is the obsessive wrapping of belongings an act of resistance and a marker of territory these are ordinary household objects that are protected but kept portable, which also prevents them from being entirely enjoyed. Yusuzada's installation evokes the trauma of cultural displacement. The work is layered, describes Yusuzada. It is about consumption and the deferral of enjoyment. It is about patriarchy and gender roles, the process of homemaking, marking territory and carving out space, the arrival into a new life. And honestly, like when you read that, it honestly it just puts it into perspective so much. Because when you think about it, right, these are normal household things. Now, when you think about it, many of our grandparents came to this country, or great grandparents, even or even your own parents, they came to this country with nothing. Um, and for example, some of them had what like twenty pounds. They had a suitcase on them. They had the clothes on their backs, and they just started working from the very next day. And they worked and worked and worked and absolutely grafted to bring you know um money into their families to send money back home to help with their situation and then essentially to bring their children here to give them a better life and so any little thing that they could buy or they needed to buy for example household items they would take care of them like no tomorrow they would preserve them to the best of their ability because money was so rare essentially like you were earning first of all not as much and then on top of that you were trying to make everything work you were trying to start a new life here then at the same time you're trying to send stuff back home and what it meant was that anything that you had you absolutely like preserved you you protected it so much because that's yours you've you've bought that you've earned that like you've worked so hard and you've bought it and now you've got to take care of it because this has to last us for the next 10 years that is the mentality that people had you know back then uh, my dad tells me a lot as well was families back then say for example if they got their house done up and the carpet that they had downstairs um when they were done with that carpet um 
they would essentially obviously put new carpet in downstairs and the old carpet they would take it and then move it upstairs or they'd take the upstairs carpet and they'd, they'd move it into a different room like because they were like well no like the carpet's still fine you know it can still make do and it's it's a better you know material so we'll put it upstairs we'll change that carpet they wouldn't buy new carpet for the rooms upstairs you know do you know what i mean because the whole concept behind it was oh well you know we paid money for this and we did use it and it's perfectly in fine condition we've looked after it so well we can still get more use out of it and that was the way it was you know um there is a scene that i remember seeing in citizen khan and uh, for the record i did not like that show um yeah it's funny to have a chocolate at because you know it's just a funny show but the stereotypes were just honestly quite frankly pathetic like genuinely i i found it thinking back now that came out around the time when i was in secondary school and you know life was very <laughs> i'm making it out as if like i was born in the 50s guys that's not true but i am being honest in terms of media in terms of representation in terms of diversity and cultural aspects in terms of what you can and what you can't say in in this country um life was different back then um you could just get away with anything like literally people used to make fat shaming jokes people used to make racist jokes people used to make cultural jokes people used to make all sorts of jokes and it was completely fine if you look at the shows that were kind of like airing at that time they were very different to what could be aired now one example is come fly with me where uh, david williams and the other guy who was like his sidekick to every show um they made that show and honestly it's so funny i'm not even gonna lie it's a really really funny funny absolutely hilarious show but um i think bbc eventually took it off net no sorry net yeah bbc eventually took it off um and i think netflix had it and then they took it off something because quite frankly it's a bit of an offensive uh show you know there's uh, jokes that they make about any type of people they literally were using um blackface they were literally doing blackface like they were painting themselves to make themselves look like a black character now if you think about it obviously that could not ever be accepted right now but this show wasn't made that long ago it was made what let's say 10 years ago maybe not even that um so what i mean by that is like when i was in school and this show came out yeah haha he he it was hilarious here or there but honestly it was a bit offensive like no we don't do that like it was basically if you not watch citizen khan it's a representation of a family a pakistani um family living in spark hill in birmingham and just their daily life type of thing and the jokes and it's a sitcom right and the way that they represented uh pakistanis and the way that we live and the things that we do one or two things yeah it was it was kind of like um it made sense but then some of the jokes were so offensive like i remember one time i was watching it and i don't know what mr khan does like he buys a uh, prayer mat and it rotates like literally it's like rotating like it spins and like it's like saying like you can you know you don't have to turn it around you can you can pray anywhere like not to the face of gaba and it was just like what the hell are you making a joke about that's not funny because that's actually kind of offensive right but it was only offensive to us because it was our culture even then we did have a laugh and a joke about it but still like when you look back at it you're like what the hell um whereas it wasn't funny for anyone else right because they didn't experience it but there was one thing one or two things in there that were like so relevant and like so um they made sense right so for example uh the fact that in mr khan's house um the sofas were wrapped up in plastic 
and so when this when they bought the sofas and they um put them in the house um this plastic was still on them and so they were told like the kids were told like you have to use the sofas you can't take the plastic off the same thing with the tv remote is wrapped up in cling film and um you know you you use the sofas but you know essentially you weren't allowed to take the plastic off until the plastic was absolutely worn down to the last crumb and then you could take the plastic off and then we're going to use the sofas and obviously when people were watching that show we laughed about it but you know people who aren't pakistani or people who aren't south asian in particular or people basically who hadn't immigrated like into the uk and had to start from scratch they wouldn't understand why people did that like yeah it was funny to have a look at but they didn't understand the reasoning for it the reason behind it was because people had to break their back in to essentially just fund to get sofas into their house it was a big thing you know you you went out and you're like right okay cool we're gonna buy sofas now like before that they probably had settees or they probably had chairs that was what they could afford and now they're gonna buy sofas so they'd go out and they find sofas and then they would use those sofas for the next 20 years of their life in that house and that was because it was expensive like for them life was expensive because remember they didn't have amazing jobs they had low skilled low pay jobs um, as laborers or manufacturers or whatever or like even working in mills that was a very big thing um one person worked and you had to extend that salary to the rest of the family and then you had to also help um, maintain life back home and so when you see that kind of like representation we understand why that happened we understand why we would do things like that and you know for example the life of that sofa would live and extend forever like first of all you're going to use it with the plastic on in the living room and you're going to use it to a good extent and you're going to keep using it until that plastic is absolutely like ripping apart then you take the plastic off and then you can you know enjoy the new sofas but you can't enjoy them because you're not allowed to eat on them you're not allowed to sit down with tea and put it on the armrest um you know things like that and then um if you're wearing like shiny sparkly clothes don't sit on the sofa it might rip the sofa and then once the sofa done a good maybe 10 years in that living room okay we want to have a change and we want to get the living room changed up but you know these sofas are in such good condition let's move them to the front room do you know what i'm saying and then you're going to move those sofas to the front room and then they're going to maybe do another 10 years in the front room and honestly the way that our people extended the life and the quality of products is just honestly it was great like we don't do that nowadays um but the reason for that was because of the low consumption apologies because my phone is pinging didn't go out and buy something every week the way we do in today's world we have packages coming through every week through our doors and i'm talking in particular for us south asian people who are um children of immigrants or grandchildren of immigrants you know we we get things delivered to our house every other day you go out and the minute you step foot out the house you somehow spending some sort of money um and alhamdulillah for that a thousand times because that isn't something you know that sadly our our parents or our grandparents could do or even our great grandparents could do that wasn't that wasn't something that was normal to them and um it's about consumption and the possession stuff so for example in that when they talked uh, talked about a markup territory so they knew that they came here and they didn't have much to their name and they've got to start afresh and so if they've, if they've bought this type of stuff like this is us and we're gonna stay here something as small as you know putting carpet down in your house was a big thing it was massive because carpet was seen as a luxury it was seen as an item of of high kind of like a level kind of maintenance and 
you know, yes, we can finally put carpet in the house. We don't have to have floorboards anymore. You know, let's look after this carpet, you know, etc. It was seen as a luxury and now we can finally afford carpet. But remember, we can't exactly enjoy this carpet. So there's this constant theme of you can't exactly enjoy the stuff because we are protecting that stuff so much. The reason why we need to protect it is because we are so possessive over what we own because we had to struggle really really hard to own that in the first place and standing there and seeing stuff that was wrapped up and everything like that it really took me back to like being a kid and seeing that like uh for ourselves or hearing stories about it for ourselves like for example from our parents um and it was just absolutely it was just beautiful like it was sad it was really sad as well like it was very nostalgic and it was very melancholic like I said at the beginning because I look at it and that is our heritage and that is that is us that's our past but it's just sad that it had to be that way but then again it's like it makes you grateful for the position you are in today alhamdulillah like you know if you want something or you want to add a new item to your house um you know for example a candle something as small as a candle nowadays we don't think twice we just pop our candles on and we burn them till they get to the bottom but i could very well imagine that if you know we were buying candles back in those days you would use it bit by bit in fact i would even go as far to say that they would never light the candle they would just have it there to show look we've got candles you know we're just not gonna light it because if you light it it'll get ruined and then you know you have to buy another one and yeah again that is an example of an item that's prevented from being enjoyed and you know this isn't something to shy away from this isn't something to look and pretend like it never happened that's you forgetting your past you don't ever forget your past and you sit down and you say yes like you know we started from here and you know we we are at this place and it's so cringy but it literally reminds me of that song of drake's where it says started from the bottom now we're here started from the bottom now my whole team's here like literally it sounds so cringy that i mean i have to say that but it literally reminds me of that because like our parents or our grandparents particularly particularly sorry they came and they tried so hard they worked day and night you know there were times when they didn't get to see their families they were working 12 hour 13 hour shifts and it was so hard for them but now obviously it's a very different situation so now sometimes maybe they look at the way we earn and they look at the way we spend and it it hurts them they you know for example you might go go out with your uh grandparents or your your parents and you know you might be like okay uh let's go get some food and you might take them to a nice restaurant or whatever and they might look at me like oh my god you know um 10 pounds for starters and it is expensive that is a bit pricey I'm not gonna lie 10 pounds stars but you might you know they they don't they couldn't comprehend that because for them 10 pounds means something entirely different because back in those days they would make 10 pounds stretched god knows where like they would get the entire um they, if for 10 pounds they would get enough groceries to make four meals for the next four days subhanallah like that's literally how it worked so now you're telling me that oh we've got to spend 10 pounds on one starter that i'm gonna eat and that's it and it's so small like that is the mentality and that's how it goes and I think that it's just so melancholic it's so sad because they have that cultural displacement essentially they have that displacement where you know they don't they don't get to enjoy nice things and I find it so heartbreaking you know because even though you can snap out of that it's it's still there in the back of your head like you know it never always used to be like that I think that for everybody you know listen to this that live in the UK or the US or Canada or in the West and you're a Muslim and you're a South Asian in particular and you don't have to even be Muslim you're South Asian um I, I can't speak for the experience of other um ethnicities i don't know what it was like but i know for the majority of immigrants in particular um that is how it would have been 
you know you would have had to really hold on very very tightly to the things that you had and then gender roles you know Yusuf Zada's work it talks about gender roles and patriarchy well it was the woman's responsibility to make sure she could make everything stretch you know it was the man's responsibility to earn the money and to bring it home and then the woman would genuinely make a pound stretch to god knows what and that was the concept of gender roles he talks about how the piece is exactly called an immigrant immigrant's room of her own that was his mother's bedroom because it was his mother's responsibility to take care of the stuff and to make sure that that is going to last forever and you see that happen even to this day and i think that it is really sad that that happens but it's one of those where you know we have to own that we have to have that with pride as well and basically say that that is that is our past and that is who we were and i think that that was absolutely gorgeous but how does that link to current life and link to modern times and the concept of consumption and possession well let me explain how and it talks a little bit about what i just said the concept of how we get so much in a week that perhaps our parents or our grandparents could never experience so not so long ago but probably a while ago um elon musk was doing an interview i think i can't remember if it was an interview but it was something basically and he talked about how he doesn't own very much in his house he doesn't have many belongings and personal belongings possessions etc like that if you have a look into the houses of the very rich and the very self-esteem the very kind of like self-sufficient people um we're talking ceos for example and people who have created like multi-billion company kind of like profits i don't know what i'm trying to say but basically they are very very rich and they're ceos and they're expensive people and successful if you look into their houses and kind of like their stuff you you'll basically see how it's very minimalistic um and they don't own much in terms of possessions you look at people like mark zuckerberg for example who literally looks like he's been wearing the same t-shirt and trousers for the past 10 years and he probably most likely has as well in three different colors um but what you see is that they don't really own much um yet here they are with probably the biggest net worths in the entire world and the reason for that is because for example what elon musk said was that he doesn't own a lot and he's actually got rid of a lot of stuff um and he doesn't have many personal possessions to his name because they all carry emotional attachments and when something carries an emotional attachment to it you find it harder to let go of so what he essentially said was he just doesn't have much to him and we're talking about one of the richest men in the world um and if you look at how that kind of like is different from south asians or like for example um immigrants we literally carry everything that we own because it took us so long it took us so hard um well hard efforts essentially to to own and so we take that with us forever a lot of people that i spoke to a lot of girls that i know and a lot of just general natural conversations that we have and a lot of things that i see in some south asian kind of like families is the concept of hoarding hoarding is something like where for example you just basically have a really hard time throwing anything away and you just keep it forever i know families that have literally kept things from like decades ago for no reason they're just like yeah yeah, yeah. like i i'm gonna keep this and i'm gonna pass it on to my kids or something or they tell a lot of their daughters for example not to use a lot of stuff because then they can keep it for marriage which is like a natural thing um but in some families it happens a lot to the point where they literally do not use it and it, that basically prevents them from enjoying it so um how do these two link because if you look at people like elon musk who is actually given money 
by his dad to start the company um and his dad literally invested grants in him to essentially start and fund his life and you look at people like mark zuckerberg who created this like when he was very very young and now he's so used to it you see these people who never have really had to struggle and they never have really had to essentially um basically fight for survival in the sense of marking their territory and creating a new place and the arrival into a new life um whereas people like immigrants and people like our grandparents and like parents and great-grandparents they had to do that and they held on to every single thing that they had now we live in a time where it's so easy to buy anything you just a tap it's like literally a click um of a finger on your phones to order something that you need and i'll put my hand up and be the first to say the amount that i shop in terms of like online it outweighs physical shopping so i actually don't like it's very rare for me to essentially go somewhere like shopping and pick some stuff up i will obviously do that but i would hands down say that i shop way more online than i do in like face to face and the reason because is it because of that sorry is that it is just so um accessible it's so accessible it's so easy i don't have to leave the house i don't even have to go pick it up it just comes to me nowadays returns are free like i remember um i'd say i'd go back by like three years maybe or four years i remember having to order things online and then when i have to return them and go to the post office i have to pay like whatever the amount was for the return label they deduct out of the refund order and that used to annoy me because i was like but uh, why am i having to pay to return but it made sense but now it's been made even easier where you literally don't have to pay to return it's a free return label which is something so minor but it just shows how much we've advanced in that sense and just how often people are actually returning and doing deliveries etc and it's just going on it's a forever circle but what we do is we hoard we buy and buy and buy and i'm not talking about anyone else specifically like i could talk about myself i remember when i recently just got my room done up and i threw away just so much like literally i had to sit there and physically tear myself away from so much for example the biggest thing i had to tear myself away from was books i had books upon books upon books books like i'm not joking and i know because growing up for me my my pure sense of enjoyment was books you know we didn't have ipads we didn't have any of that i had a ds nintendo ds Lite, and yeah it was great and i absolutely loved it but i was always way more obsessed with books i i loved them i I always had to go around and collect books if i ever if anyone ever asked me what i wanted for my birthday i'd say can you get me a book like can you get me this book or can you get me that book if they asked obviously because like i'm not gonna go up to someone and say buy me a book but you know what i'm saying um and i collected these books as in the sense where i would read this book one time and you know then it would be on my shelf and the way i would read it guys like i look back to it and it's so crazy so when i used to buy a book or when someone bought me a book i would take immense care of that book like to the point where i wouldn't fold the pages back too much and i wouldn't um like fold a page like i wouldn't you know bookmark it like that if i had um you know folded the like as in if i had opened it a bit too much i hated the idea of the spine being creased i just absolutely oh god that used to go through me and so say for example if i've been reading this book for a while and then you know where the, the front cover like kind of like flicks open a bit what i would do is i wallahi like i'm not joking i would put heavier books on top of that book to then get it flatter and back to that same position because i didn't want to ruin the way it originally looked and i didn't want to ruin 
the like um original way that this book had come so i would like collect lots of books and then i slowly moved on from that so what i would then start doing and also another thing was i would never buy a book secondhand like never like i hated the idea of buying some a book that was used by someone else which is so silly to think of it but don't worry i snapped out of it but I hated the idea of buying a book that was not taken care of properly. I hated lending out my books to anyone, like letting a friend borrow my book because I'd literally, and even if I did the one or two rare occasions, I would literally be like, you must read this book like and not open this like by a certain amount. Or if I see a crease on this, like I will find out. Like I hated that idea. And I'd actually constantly be thinking like, oh my God, they've got my book. They've got my book. They're going to read my book. And it was only to do with books. Like I had this immense attachment to books. I was very possessive over them. And then slowly um, I moved away from from that and I started to actually like I'm not gonna say enjoy my books as if I wasn't enjoying them before but like I would actually um not be too bothered about opening them fully and actually like flicking them open and I promise you the reason for that was because I thought to myself what's the point of me keeping it so pristine and so perfect like it's a book right and I can open it and it's fine like it's completely okay I can do that so that's how I started doing it and then I moved away from that idea and I thought, oh, like, what's the point of me buying loads of books and actually spending money on them and I can get the same book in a second hand in a charity shop or, you know, online second hand because um, I'm just going to read it and then it's just going to sit on my shelf. So I might as well just save me a bit of money and do that. And so then I started actually going to charity shops like here or there, especially when I was in university, like there's this really nice um, charity shop and it was, what was, it was in Macmillan's, I can't remember. No, it was cancer research it was a cancer research um charity shop and they had the best like books collection and i always used to pick up one from there funnily enough literally i went to london and i like to find a book from any area that we go to uh, so the book that i'm currently reading for example and i'm still reading it and pr- i promise you guys like, i'm almost close to finishing it is the 40 rules of love and i picked that up in a beautiful beautiful little cr- like n- bookshop in morocco in agadir like it was like a little nook and cranny type of bookshop it was just gorgeous i still have the pictures to this day i was obsessed with it and the man who used to sit there just used to read all day and then um, I picked it from there um and that was a new one actually um but then the one I've got like my next read um which is called Animals People by Indra Sinda Sinna Sinna yeah Indra Sinna and um I picked that up for £1.50 at a London uh charity shop and I just like the idea of having a book from a certain place so I can say yeah like I got it from here this is what it reminds me of but I I wasn't too fussed about that and I got it secondhand and I just made sure like yeah like I actually really like the idea of the book but the point I'm trying to make is I slowly moved away from that idea right so then can you see the slow like migration away from the original way I used to view books and then fast forward to now where I had to like basically clean up my room and I realized that for me to basically move into like my new room or like sort it out I had to let go of a lot of stuff and the re- one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was because I was like you know what like I'm kind of like transitioning from a like teenage room to like an actual woman's room now um which is still crazy to admit but um that means I have to let go of a lot of stuff and one of the things I had to let go of was books because I physically was like I don't need to this is taking up so much space and it's literally baggage it's literally like me holding on to something that I'm not going to use just because I don't want to let go and that was my books so I literally had to sit there and sift through so many of them and the most beautiful thing that I liked about this was donation a lot of those books in fact all of them I found a way to donate like literally all of them and I was so happy about that I gave them to the local like uh charity shops or I I gave them to the school library type of thing and I was so happy about that um so yeah um 
what it meant was essentially I, I I can pass them on and let other people enjoy them and I'm not even joking they're literally like brand new condition um but it was a way of me essentially passing them on and actually finally letting go of that detachment I think that in the world we live in today and I'll put my hand up again and be the first to admit it is consumption is on a next level like we consume on on, on a level that we just can't fully comprehend and the amount that we absorb and we basically take up into ourselves for example through fast fashion like you know that's an example because quite frankly getting pieces that are like organically made or of a higher end level like they are very very expensive and people think if i'm going to pay 90 pounds on a i don't know a, a top i can buy like about five tops with that money or six tops with that money from a fast fashion website and so that's how we think but that what that means is we're buying pieces that are not long lasting or we can make them long lasting the point i'm trying to make is we've moved and shifted away from that so much however the way we shouldn't forget our past we should also sometimes sit and check ourselves and a day to ourselves like hang on what i'm about to buy is it absolutely necessary or could i do without it do i really need this or am i okay with it one example i know and i know this of so many people is where they buy online and it they don't like it they, they got it home and they didn't like it it wasn't what they wanted and they can't be bothered to return it so it just sits at home and before you know it it's gone like they're not going to use it and they've never used it they've lost their money on it and then eventually they'll probably throw it away or they'll donate it and that is one perfect example now that honestly is like a consumption on another level and um, there's about possessions everything that you own or everything that you buy in your house or whatever you buy for yourself you will somehow form an attachment to it because if someone was to try and take that away from you you're gonna feel it a bit or you're not either you'll you know a lot of times we lose something we're like okay it's fine we'll get another one that's when it's starting to become very like um submissive in the sense of like you're just submissing like okay like i don't need this it's fine i'll just get another one and that's when we really need to check ourselves and it's a reminder for myself before anyone but it's it's like an idea of how we've moved away so much from how our grandparents our parents and our great-grandparents used to live um but like i was saying we should never forget that we should always take it with us and within ourselves um but yeah it's just just a perfect example of that um and honestly um this the exhibition by the way is still on and i think it's going to end like at the beginning of september um i would yeah 17th of september actually that's when it's the last day for the exhibition if you are in london or if you're from london or if you're thinking of going down to london and you so happen to be in the area definitely check it out it's in the Whitechapel art gallery and it's just beautiful the exhibition is called life is more important than art that's what it's called um but it's just gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous so um yeah i just thought i'd sit here and talk about that with you guys because i feel like we haven't really touched on culture and roots for a while and it was a really nice uh, conversation that i think we had it was very long-winded i hope you guys enjoyed the episode it was a little different from what we normally do um but i think it's just a nice memory kind of like like a trip down memory lane essentially and let me know what you think because i know there's so many people and so many families that have had the same experience and you know we can look back and think wow we've changed so much in five years forget five decades right or forget three generations like we have gone we have improved so massively and it's something we should never ever ever forget um but yeah i'm gonna leave it at that i know there's not another reddit thread this week either i'm honestly being honest guys like i feel like the reddit threads have really been lacking i check them a lot frequently and i just can't find decent reddit threads to be talking about um but inshallah next week maybe i'll come back with many more so until then please wait for me for the reddit threads but i will see you next week and um take care of yourselves and we'll have another conversation and another episode um to listen to again inshallah take care and i'll see you next week